0: Hello everybody, I'm your favorite faith-based financial advisor, A.B. Ridgway, and I'm grateful that God has allowed us to cross paths. We have something we need to discuss today. When is young too young to start teaching kids about finance? And I think that's what the title is going to be, or kids and finances, or what age is the best age. But regardless of the title, it's all about the content, right? So let's dive right in. This is a very subjective subject. And I encourage each of you, after you listen to this, to get your spouse, significant other, or co-parent and write down your own ideas. See, we have ideas about when we teach them about dating. Ages when we talk about the dangers of drugs and alcohol. We have ages where we talk about college and driving. So tell me, why don't we have an age where we teach kids about finances, which is going to be one of the major determinants if they will be able to support themselves in adulthood. I mean, it's almost taboo, right? Almost as if we teach them about money, the next day they're going to run off to Vegas and bet everything on black. See, in most families, the discussion around money is reactive. We teach our kids about savings when their grandmother gives them $100 for Christmas, and they take it to them the first time you say you're going to Walmart. Next thing you know, you have a basket of Twix, a PlayStation 5, and a Nintendo Switch in your basket. First, having to explain that $100 isn't enough to buy all those things, and even if it was, how they wouldn't have any money left, and how you wouldn't allow it. So if you won't allow them to spend all their money now, why won't you teach them the ways that they can have money in the future as well? So what is a good age? I think a good age is around 7 to 12 years old. This is the time they start to learn about having responsibilities such as chores and homework and starting to realize you need money to buy the things that you want. So here are my top five lessons I think every kid should know. Number one, with patience, anything is affordable. See, if we have a dollar, even if we made one dollar every week and something costs fifty two dollars in a year, you'll be able to afford it. it. Just takes patience. Number two, before you buy anything, think about the price, the cost and the value. Remember, prices are fixed. Costs are variable. They can have emotional cost. They can have financial costs. They can have mental cost, physical cost, and value is subjective. Value is what you give to an item. It's not the dollar amount. Number three, if you live below what you are able to afford, you'll always have money. That's what my daddy used to tell me. You live below your means, you'll always have money. Number four, some think saving is about not buying what you want when really it's about making sure you have enough for other things you may want when you do. So what this means is that savings is not this sacrificial thing that you do. It's that you want to make sure that you have money for the things you want and things that may come up that you didn't know that you needed. My mom had a good saying. She says, don't spend your money until you get some more. And that's golden. Don't spend your money until you get some more. The reason is is because if you know something costs five dollars, don't spend your five dollars now. Wait till you get some more. So when you do spend your five dollars, you still have some money left. Number five, how much your money is worth has nothing to do with how much you are worth. Your worth is not tied to the amount that you make or your income. Just because you make $200,000 does not make you a $100,000 or $200,000 person. And just because you make $30,000 doesn't make you worth only $30,000. Who you are determines your worth. Here's a bonus tip. You don't save more with coupons, you just spend less. So don't get fooled by the 20% discount coupon that you receive in the mail. They're not saving you any money. What they're doing is allowing you to spend less. So keep that in mind. So if I went too fast, I'll leave the top 5 lessons in the description. Also be sure to join our Facebook group where I will be giving more in-depth about these lessons in future posts. Once again, The links for those will be in the description. Now, so now that we know the top five reasons, how do we show our kids? How do you teach your kids about finances without being boring? And that's one of my dilemmas. How do you teach adults about finances without being boring? And that's what these podcasts, it's what the videos are about. This is what the, the posts are about. Finding out ways to teach adults and their children about finances in a very fun and enjoyable way. And I'll tell you how you do it with kids. Stories. Humans have an affinity for stories. There's no coincidence that we remember the stories of Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Stories have the power to capture the minds and imaginations of children and adults alike. Make sure that you bring in different characters, such as stories about grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles. This will keep the story interesting. Same thing what I just did. I brought my mom, and I brought stories about my father. So not only will this teach them about money, but it will teach them to openly discuss financial situations and learn lessons directly from those who have experienced them. And what's cooler than personally knowing the main character in a story? These stories and lessons about money will stick with them for a lifetime, and stories make it fun to learn and easy to repeat. So, there you go, folks. Those are the top five lessons you should teach your kids about finances how and when this has been another episode of financial advisors say the darndest things a faith-based news commentary and market update podcast for the average investor. If you're looking for a personal financial advisor to develop your financial plan and eventually your gifting plan to others, you can reach out to us for a no obligation free consultation around your finances at three, three, seven, four, one, four, three, six, eight, six, or book on one of our websites at www.com abrwealthmanagement.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook group where we have weekly live Q&A sessions to answer some of your personal finance questions and deepen our conversations around these guiding principles. Make sure you also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any of the new exciting updates. All links will be in the description below. As always, I am A.B. Ridgway and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing.